I figured that if uh, Jeremy is going to lash me to the mast, <laughs> that I could be able to pick my crew. And here is my crew. <laughs> I do want to thank uh, Jeremy and Jonah for doing what I think was just a very encour- encouraging and very helpful um, message for our community. And uh, I want to follow up with that and just tell you a little bit about what was going on in our lives while we were away. But for those of you that weren't here, uh, Jeremy, just what I guess the thing that was so re- just encouraging for Susan and I is that sometimes when you, you teach or speak or preach, whatever you want to call what I do, I thought maybe I, you'd start calling me Skipper. That would be kind of nice if I was going to be the captain that goes down with the ship, you know, get a new title. So sometimes you wonder uh, how well you communicate. I mean, that's, that's the burden of anybody that teaches, especially people that teach from God's Word, because you really feel like uh, best you know God has spoken to you to speak to others. And sometimes you wonder, well, am I really getting through? Is the message really getting through? And I think that was the thing that both Susan and I reflected upon with listening to Jeremy and what was going on here and then with Jonah is that Gosh, what, what we said really communicated. Somebody really heard what we said. And so we as a community can begin to build upon that, that God is speaking to us and that we as a community can move forward. So I really, really am grateful that Jeremy repeated part of the vision of what God has given us. And I pray that, that all of us will embrace that because all of us have a part in that. And none of us by ourselves can do that. It's, it's something that as a community... And in, in all honesty, a community that's growing, there needs to really be more that come on into our community and, and we can accomplish something in our generation. And, and when uh, it's done, we can say, wow, Jesus, we did the best we could. And you'd say, well done, good and faithful servants. You did what I asked you to do. And that's, man, that would make life worthwhile. So thank you uh, for the imagery of course, it does tap into my Viking past. Uh, you know, I did, I did at one time in my ancestry roam the seas and we uh, conquered. But I guess we shouldn't go back there. And then, and then Jonah, uh, Jonah really gave a great message because he realized that, gosh, if we're going to do this vision, it's going to take work. And he was right. And, and he did go to uh, a great reminder in the Bible, that is, as we do for God, we don't want to to leave aside loving God. And what was really, really good about that is that as you were meeting together as a community and we were retreating, I was reflecting in Colorado. And some of my reflection was on the front porch every morning and there were chipmunks, which I probably would have kissed if they would have come a little bit closer. They got pretty close though. And uh, every morning started in the 40s, the 50s. And so I loved sitting outside with my hoodie up and it was really great. You know, you can see the, the steam coming off the coffee. You know, it's just, just like really nice. And then we, uh, we would travel to places where we could walk across the top of the world. So at 12,000 feet, your, your head is clear. And, and so one of the things I was praying was, well, where do we go as a community next? We're, we're done with our, our traveling through Hebrews. Thank you for a great time in Hebrews. Where do we go next, Lord? And the place that I... Uh, just sensed that the Holy Spirit was leading me was into Ephesians, which is what Jonah talked from 
last week. So I just thought, wow, that is so encouraging that there is a God. He knows exactly where he wants us to be. And so for the next uh, whatever, I never know how long our journey is going to be, we're going to set sail into Ephesians. So this morning what I thought I would do is I'd just kind of give you an intro to Ephesians, what, what it is I think that pushed my button for our community. In the introduction to Ephesians, uh, Eugene Peterson says this, What we know about God and what we do for God have a way of getting broken apart in our lives. The moment the organic unity of belief and behavior is damaged in any way, we are incapable of living out the full humanity for which we were created. What he's saying is that what we believe, the things that we know about God, our belief must be accompanied by behavior, what we do, by, what we do for God, and then that leads to our humanity. So the fullness of our humanity that's being restored, which I think is a wonderful image in, uh, in Romans, it, it takes what we believe joined with what we do, and that reflects this new humanity. Go ahead and flip to the next slide. What, what we believe plus what we do equals our new humanity. Now, what Eugene Peterson is telling us is that there's a tension sometimes. Uh, there becomes a disunity in our lives so that what we believe and what we do begin going in opposite directions. And that is not only something disrupting in our lives individually and as a community, but it's also very confusing to the world that's listening to us say things that we believe at the same time knowing that we don't do it. Now, I know there's a lot of evils in this world. And I know that part of our job as a community that is following Jesus is to be somewhat of a moral compass to our society. I think that's a very important role. I think Jesus describes that as being salt and being light in our world. But my friends, I am not going to encourage us to go stand on any street corner with any placard with something that we believe if we're not doing it. Because if we're not doing it, the statement of belief is going to be mocked. And I don't want God's truth to be mocked. I believe that what we believe is true. And I believe it's what is best for everybody on the planet because the Creator is the one that's giving us that truth. But if we're the ones standing with the placard and we're not actually doing it, then the humanity that's supposed to come through us that's being restored is not seen. And so the truth, the salt, is thrown on the ground and trampled by men. So our challenge as a community is not to let go of what we believe. It's to embrace what we believe and join that with behavior, and then that reflects our humanity. Now, some of the statistics about who we are in general, the church in general by behavior right now in the society that we live in is no different than anybody else. Do we know that? I mean, pick out whatever subject you want to, 
and go research it. You know, Google's a, a great gift. Go, go research it. You know, right now we're at a low tide in behavior of Christians in our society. And we've got, we've got to see belief and behavior come to the same level to reflect who Jesus is and what Jesus wants to do in our world. That's why I believe it's time for us to spend some time in Ephesians because it is a book, a letter, where Paul is saying, yes, these are some awesome things we believe. Chapter 1, 2, and 3, believe, 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 accompanied by 4, 5, and 6, behave, behave, behave. And it's a package deal. It is not good enough for you and me to be able to say what we believe, to put out the propositions of truth if we don't live it. That, we've got to do both. We cannot let go of either one. It's both, believe and behave. Now, one of the things, that, again, just to illustrate it, is that all of us, everybody sitting in this room, all of our life, we have heard and we believe God loves us. In the Emotionally Healthy uh, Spirituality, Peter uh, Scazzaro says this, Christianity is not about our disciplined pursuit of God. So that's kind of where Jonah was. It's not about do, 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 do for God. But Christianity is about God's relentless pursuit of us. I mean, God, it was so resentless, relentless in our his pursuit of us that he died on the cross for us that we might become his friends. So there's an organic unity in the love that the Bible teaches that one, our being, you know, we are loved by God. Just essence, just as we sit here, stand here, just as we're silent or we're talking, just God loves us. And that out of that love can be the doing, that we do stuff for God. And then that, re- that reflects a humanity of people that are loved by God, that love God and love people around them. Now, sad to say, with that belief, God loves us, in most of us, there's a disunity. Because most of us believe intellectually God loves us. We would affirm, yeah, that is, that is God's message from, from Genesis to Revelation. God loves us. But most of us do not experience the infinite love of God in our lives. So again, there's another disunity. We believe He loves us. We could tell one another, God loves us. We could tell our children, God loves you. We could tell the world, God loves you. But we're not experiencing His love. That's that's a disunity. That's, 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 That's the division between our mind in our heart. We don't have a whole heart with God's love. You may wonder, well, you know, what, what in the world is up with that? You know, why is it? Here's one suggestion. The sinister voices of the surrounding world and our pasts are powerful. And I would like to suggest sometimes 
they're louder. They repeat the deeply held negative beliefs we may have learned in our family or in our culture growing up. So within all of us, we're hearing, you know, in case all of us are concerned that we might, you know, be nuts because we're hearing voices, we all hear voices. But there, there is, we all have a recording system. That's the way we, we've been created. The positive of that is that we're created to hear God's voice. And His voice is very much like our own voice. His voice is a whisper most of the time. His voice is always encouraging, never condemning, always urging us to something better, always urging us to take a step forward. That's God's voice. But there's these other voices that are competing with us hearing God's voice. And the power of those voices sometimes are in that they are louder and in that we also behave based upon those voices rather than God's voice. So some of the sinister voices that we hear, many of us hear these things, I'm a mistake. I'm a burden. I'm stupid. I'm worthless. I'm not allowed to make mistakes. I must be approved by certain people to feel okay. Sometimes we, we believe those voices over the voice of God, which says, I love you. And when we believe these sinister voices, we behave in certain ways. God has wired us to behave based upon what we believe. So there can be within us, again, a disunity in belief. Belief that is positive, belief that is true. God loves us. And belief that's negative, belief that's false, belief that other voices in our family or voices in our culture that have pounded into our head. So then the question becomes, you know, how, how are we ever how are we ever going to regain an organic unity of belief and behavior that reflects a humanity, a new human? How are we going to how are we ever going to get there? Well, I have some suggestions. One, I think we should set sail through Ephesians. I think it's the, it's the letter in the New Testament right now that we need to be in. So this is what I want to encourage you to do. I want to encourage all of us to start reading Ephesians. In my week away, once I, I sensed Holy Spirit saying, go this direction, I began to read a chapter a day. Didn't take notes. I didn't pull out study aids. I just read God's Word. And I listened. Then I read the next chapter. Then the next day, the next chapter. The next day, the next chapter. What I want to encourage is that we just start reading this letter. All of us, alone. Start reading. And then as we're reading and as each Sunday rolls along in this journey, let's invite the Holy Spirit to heal the disunity of belief and behavior in our lives. Let's invite God into the mix. 
We don't have to figure it out. You know, as we're reading privately or we're having proclamations on a Sunday morning, let's invite the Holy Spirit to say, you know, this is what you really believe because this is how you really behave. And I want to heal that. I I want this unity of true belief with true behavior reflecting the humanity of Jesus Christ to be within your lives, to be within this community. So let's all invite the Holy Spirit to bring healing. We need healing within us. We need some of those voices that we hear to be silenced so that the voice of God can be heard. We need to help each other in that. We need the Holy Spirit to do that. Once we begin to experience a healing of the disunity of behavior and belief, then then let's invite the Holy Spirit to empower us to reach out with healing to others in this world. What isn't broken in our world? Every one of us knows relationships are broken. Every one of us has somebody in our family that we're not in step with. That's a relationship that's broken. Can God heal that? Yes. May take time, may take lots of effort, lots of prayer, but, but God will heal that. If relationships between people are broken, are relationships in the economy broken? No. Ah. I mean, the fundamental unit is, is people. So if people are broken and relating to each other, business is broken, economy is broken, family is broken, everything's broken. What's not broken? National relationships, nation against nation, that's broken. What's not broken? Sexuality is broken. What's not broken? So, I mean, like, do we really, like, want to be busy until Jesus comes back? Because I can tell you, if we start going down this path, believing that there is a God that can heal belief and behavior so that we're whole humans, and He can do it for us, and He can do it for others, we're going to be really busy in a good way. Until Jesus comes back and goes, way to go. Y'all really believe me. You really believe that I want to create something new. You took my word to heart. You believed and you behaved and your new humanity began to spill out all over the planet so that the planet began to take on a new creation order. That's what Ephesians is about. Because you see, we can contribute to God's long-range plan. My friend, right now, today, everything will be brought together and summed up in Jesus. Everything in deepest heaven. Everything on planet Earth. And you and I get to participate in God's long-range plan. Everything in my life is being brought together, unified, summed up in Jesus. Everything in your life right now, today, is being brought together and summed up in Jesus. Everything in my family, as broken as it has been, everything 
is brought together and summed up in Jesus. Everything in our city, everything is being brought together and summed up in Jesus. Our state, our nation, the nations of the world, the economy, everything is being brought together and summed up in Jesus. And you and I get to be part of that. Jesus invites us to be part of being new creation in the midst of new creation. So let's celebrate. We have this window of opportunity. It's a short window. It closes quickly. It's not a long thing. God's re- He's got a long-range plan, but most of us just have 80, 90 years to contribute to this. And most of us haven't started yet, so that's a little shorter. So let's start now. Let's join God. Let's do what God wants. Everything's going to be summed up in Jesus. One plus one equals Jesus. Belief plus behavior equals a people that look like Jesus. Belief plus behavior is a people called the body of Christ that look like, that smell like, that act like Jesus. Everything, everything is moving towards summation in Jesus. It's now our opportunity to not only understand that, but out of belief and understanding to begin to behave in accordance with that, resulting in new humanity radiating out into this world. So would you like to join me on that journey? We are the pirates that don't do anything. See, if I'm going to be lashed to the mast, I want everybody lashed to the mast. So, you know, we're all in this together, yes? Let's stand up together, please. Lord Jesus, we thank you very much that you visited our world. And we thank you that since that first visit, Nothing has remained the same. Thank you that you disrupted our world, (laughs) that you knocked it off of its course. And thank you, Lord, that in this day, that we can can look to this, 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 really this, this library of books that you've given to us, and with all assurance we can say, yes, Lord, take us on a journey through Ephesians. But I, I want to invite you, Holy Spirit, to put within our heart as, as a community of people a desire to read and to understand this letter called Ephesians. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would bug every one of us sometime this week to pick up the Bible, to open it up to Ephesians, and start reading. I invite you, Holy Spirit, to not let a single one of us off the hook. We all, individually, with you, need to be reading the Bible. 
So take us there this week. Let us begin to probe into this letter. And Holy Spirit, I invite you to begin to heal the disunity of belief and behavior in our lives. Lord, for those this morning that are hearing very loud and sinister condemning voices, I would really ask you to begin to silence those voices now in the name of Jesus. I ask that we would begin to hear the gentle and the kind and the the persuading whispers of our God. We want to hear your voice, God. We want to say no to those voices that tear us down and keep us in bondage. Lord, I want to invite you not only to heal us, I want to invite you to empower us to reach out to those in this world that are experiencing the brokenness of this world. This message is not just for us. It's for our planets. It's for the people on the planet in this day. So begin to empower us, Holy Spirit, to take this word out to the streets, out to our neighbors, out to the nations. Lord, let healing come to us and to this world. Lord, this morning we celebrate your long-range plan. We just are in awe that everything and everyone will be brought together and summed up in the one, in Jesus. Everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet earth, everything in the universe will be summed up in Jesus. And I pray that the celebration of that truth would begin to be lived out in our lives, that our humanity would surface more and more and more, and that this world would see you, Jesus, and see that you are the hope for all mankind. So, Lord, we commit ourselves to this journey, and we give you thanks and ask for your blessing in your name. Amen. As we go, if uh, just the mention of voices sinister and destructive in your life, if that's something that you're experiencing and like you'd like somebody to pray with you, we would be glad to pray with you. We do that over here in this part of the room. Uh, If not, uh, pull out the Bible this week, enjoy reading Ephesians, and we'll be back together uh, next week. So God bless, and thank you for our time together.